Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Football is in the air, Richard. Uh, you're not. <laughs> I'm not in the air. No, I, I should have been. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I should have been. I should have been flying to California at this very moment. But instead of you, instead of that, you're sitting in my kitchen. Indeed, my holidays loss is the podcast gain. You might look at it that way. I uh, do. I do. I do. And yeah, but I mean, there's magic in the air, isn't there? It's we're coming up towards the first game for 217 days at Playmore. It seems like it as well, doesn't it? Does. it? That's a long time without football. Probably the longest any of us have, have had to go without football. Oh, absolutely. Um, being at it or watching it from afar, uh, especially Talk United, a lot of fans around the world, uh, uh, yeah. you know, we've missed it. We had, certainly have leap year day. It was February the 29th, the last game at Plainmore. And we're now just a couple of days away from the arrival of Stockport County for the opening game of a very strange 2020-21 season. Yeah, it's going to be weird, isn't it? Um, no fans inside the ground. Um, we haven't really... You know, you normally get an idea of what's what's going to happen in the first game, what the team is going to be like, because you've been sitting there at Playmore watching yeah. pre-season friendlies. Well, of course, none of the, none of us have done that. They have been streamed, so there is there is kind of an idea. But the last game was, was behind closed doors and without any kind of official announcement of the team as well. So a bit crafty against Exeter. We'll talk about that a little bit yeah. later on. That, I think, could turn out to be a masterstroke for yes. Gary because it's... Um, it's put everybody on the back foot, but let's let's hear from um, let's hear from the gaffer before we go any further. You had a chat with him this morning. I had a chat with him this morning. Um, uh, I rang him about half eight before he was about to go into training, and um, yeah, he was quite happy to talk about the forthcoming season. And uh, I think he's quite excited. Sounds like it. Let's go off and have a listen to that now. Right, hello, Gary. Uh, we've got a season to start at last. Yeah, looking forward to it. I've been for the last six months. <laughs> So uh, uh, the only unfortunate thing is, is that you know we, we haven't got our supporters in the, in the stadium, but uh, you know we try to do uh, the best we can, and at least they'll be able to watch the game. So um, you know it's important for us to know that we got a, uh, a crowd watching uh, from their from their living rooms, and uh, I'll keep reminding the players of that. Yeah, you said the other day when I spoke to you for the paper about the players being in the fans' heads, so. You're making sure that the fa- that the players know the fans are watching, aren't you? Well, exactly. I mean, obviously, you know, they'll know. They're not that yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they do have to create that atmosphere in, in their own heads, for sure. And and realise that there's a, you know, a lot of people whose hopes and dreams are resting on uh, their shoulders. You know, people want a promotion. We want to take our club back into the league. So, um, you know, they've got to have that crowd playing more atmosphere of the yellow army um in the heads the whole time and know that you know these people are supporting you and you know they want you to do well so that positive support that uh, you have to have if you're going to go and perform on a football pitch despite everything this despite all the, the differences that this season as, as this pre-season has faced and 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 all um, the, the aims will still be the same, won't they? To go out there, win games and get promotion. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's going to be the same for every club in the country, isn't it? And, you know, we're no different. Everybody probably at this moment feels that they've got a side that can compete in the league. Um, and everybody's after the next step up because, you know, in these uncertain times, it's even more important to, to, to try and keep improving your football club. And so, you know, the second division is, is, our, is our target, of course, as quickly as we can. Um, we've got a lot of games in October, so you will have to start, you know, uh, you know, it going very quickly, um, because those eight games are almost a quarter of the season, and mm. uh, you've got to be picking up points. There's seven games in the league and, and one in the cup, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think again, even you know, now, you. FA Cup games are going to be very important to, yeah. to to clubs, you know, under the current you know financial situation. So, um, what you hope is that you you, you get a favourable draw um, for for a couple of rounds, and uh, and obviously keep getting through, and hopefully uh, you know you get through far enough that you end up with uh, one of the big boys and and get a TV screening. Um, it's always a stupid question in some respects, but how's it felt uh, this pre-season and before pre-season, it being so different? I mean, you've obviously never experienced anything like it before. No, uh, not in the 40-odd years yeah. in, in, in football. Um, never before. But, uh, you know, every when we get to this stage, you look back and you think, well, you know, most people try to, to do the right things for the right reasons. Um you know, you can't go into the season bitter with anything. Um, we've had a good six weeks uh, training, uh, pre-season training. We managed to get in our, you know, four or five games mm-hmm. and get through it. And um, you know, it's 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 now now is the time when you hand over the baton really to the players and say, well, go on then. You know, we've we've done our work. You know what's expected of you. Um, Show us your best game as yeah. often as you can, and uh, if they if they do that, and when you know we know we've got players that have got the quality, that uh, if they perform consist- consistently, we will definitely be dangerous in this league. Gary, going going planning a season as you would every year, you kind of you haven't your your head the idea of which players you want, you the the, the shape you're gonna uh, play, you know, all that stuff, all the planning. When when you come to it, will it is it ever as you expected it to be, or is it always slightly different? If you know what I mean. Well, you, you know, you can only as a staff, you can only plan to make sure that the boys understand what our DNA game is. Mm. Uh, you know what what the what we're trying to achieve, how we're trying to achieve it, <clears throat> how fit they have to be to achieve it. Um, you know, and, and and that all goes together, and hopefully, you know, we've played. I definitely saw my pattern, our pattern, in uh, the, the last game against Exeter. Okay. You know, it was a. I I need to see my game. Um, yeah. And and if I see that, then I know, you know, we we we're getting close. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm we're all looking forward to 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 the weekend. We are because we've waited a long time for it to play a proper competitive game for three points and uh, you know we've got to wind the lads up in the next couple of days to make sure that they understand the importance of it I'm mm-hmm. sure they do um, and understand that their best game has got to, 
has got to be there and it's got to be there often. One of the cliches in sports journalism is, you know, there's never an easy game in and then paste name of league here. But Stockport is not an easy start, is it? Sorry, say that again. What, what, one of the, uh, the cliches of journalism that, that you know, whatever league you're talking about, uh, there's never an easy game in it. But uh, National League this season, especially Stockport to start, is going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think every every game's going to be tough because they're all they're all decent teams, yeah, for sure. You know, and they're all most of them are full time teams, so they've got the fitness. Um, and you're not going to win all your games, of course you're not, because that that doesn't happen often. Oh, oh, it might have been well, nobody wins all their games anyway ever. Uh, Arsenal didn't lose no <laughs> uh, that that year. But uh, Gary, Gary, there'll be celebrations if you do win every game. Well, I know. I, I, too easy. We want, it too easy. we want to at least have to work for it. Um, but you know, you, you you've got to pick up an average of two points per game. Um, you know, to uh, to win the league, and that's what you got to do. That's two wins out of three right through the season. And on day one, you're facing someone that you've probably faced quite a lot in the past, Jim Gowan. Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, um, you know, Jim always has his. His team's organised and uh, he's got a big squad uh, this season. They're definitely going for it. You know, mm. all the uh, words that are coming out from Stockport are that they're, you know, they're confident in in being up there, challenging. Uh, they've made some, you know, big signings. Obviously, people like uh, Adam Rooney, um, you know, is a big signing for them. Um, Oh, not Adam Rooney. <laughs> um, John Rooney. John Rooney. John Rooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Old days. That's no, well, that's all right. I, I, I didn't I'm pick up on it until you said it either. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, so they, they just signed him, and you know that's a, a big signing along with others, and they've got quite a big squad there. So it's a good. I I like them games early because yeah. it gives you a real proper focus that you know that you've got to be on your game to uh, come out of a result. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gary, uh, good luck Saturday and Tuesday. They come thick and fast, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do. <laughs> and uh, thick and fast and long, you know, because we never before as, as a league had eight games in the first month, seven no. in the second, seven in the third. You know what I mean? It's, wow. It really is unbelievable. Season will be finished be before you know it. <laughs> no, it still goes on right till the end of May, doesn't it? Because you've you got absolutely. the trophy games, you've got yeah. the FA Cup games, so... Uh, Listen, you know, I'm not. I don't want to sound as if I'm not looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it, but uh, you know, we got to make sure that we uh, we try and get as many players on song as possible very quickly. Brilliant. Thank you very much for speaking to us, All Gary. Right. Good luck Saturday and uh, for the rest of the season. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Bye bye. So there's a man who's clearly looking forward to the new campaign. He can't wait for Saturday. Absolutely, he, he will have never experienced a pre-season and a, and a wait for a start of a season like this, though, will he? Like he says in his 40 years. Absolutely, he said, I mean, he says there now is the time that we hand over the baton to the players. Yep. They can only do so much, can't they? And now it's up to the players to, to show that, you know, they've, it's been a long, long pre-season because, of course, the start of the season was delayed. It was delayed and then training was delayed by a yeah. couple of weeks, wasn't it? Because obviously Gary works on a, a six, well, not just Gary, but most of football works on a six-week pre-season kind of schedule, which you, 
you know, you, you go through the paces and up the game and so the, till, till you, you're kind of ready for day one. Um, obviously, Torquay were going to come back. Then the announcement came that the season wouldn't start until October the 3rd, which was much later than uh, the Premier League, much later than the Football League, much later than all of non-league. I mean, we are... we are um, the National League will be the last league to start, albeit that the National League South and North teams are playing in the FA Cup on Saturday and then start their domestic competition on Tuesday. It's remarkably late, isn't it? And there's another thing that to pick We're up... We're two months behind, aren't we? October at the end of October would have done almost a quarter of the season. Yeah, There's so many games, and then seven matches the following month or whatever it is. Seven matches, you know, it's going to come thick and fast. It is seven national league games for Talk United in October. Um, plus, in that there'll be one FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, so that's eight games in the first month of the season for for the, for the goals. So that I mean, they're absolutely conscious of the fact that they have to hit the ground running. There's no, uh, you know, there, there are no couple of games to play themselves in, couple of, you know, a nil-nil draw at home wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, yes, it kind of would, wouldn't it? I kind of stumbled over the question. I'm not sure Gary heard me first time and I had to repeat it in in, in the interview. But um, there is that cliche where, you know, uh, when the Herald Express had an office and there was three or four of us sports staff sitting around a table, that's all gone now. Um you know, the, the joke was that quite often reports will come in from hockey teams and from rugby teams that our, our, our writer, Comrade Sutcliffe, would, would take in. And, you know, there was there was this cliche that always came out. There are no easy games in the Kernow South <laughs> Hockey League. Yeah. But every True. every league says that. There are no easy games. But, but when you look at the National League this year... You need to go. Oh, crikey! It's probably true there's again, some, again. Size in it. and we do start on Saturday. Uh, again, we'll come to them in a bit more detail in a minute. But we can, we start with um, with one of the pre-season favourites. In fact, I think all the bookies have got Stockport as favourites for the uh, for the league this year. They've um, spent some money, haven't they? they I mean, they. Well, they, you presume they, uh, you know, without looking at their finances, but they've got some big players in, so yeah, you know, they don't come cheap. They have. Now this the game that Torquay played up at Exeter earlier in the week uh, Monday wasn't it was it Monday mm-hmm. Monday afternoon yep played at Exeter City's training ground because Bath City's game uh, at, at the weekend away at uh, Bath was, was cancelled because they've got injuries apparently so that was cancelled so they had to do something didn't they because obviously yeah. you know you you get to a stage in your pre season you uh, the final game is probably one of the most important games of the season because sure. it gets you ready for the first game of the season. And Exeter, of course, having already started their league yep. program, uh, thanks to them for accommodating Torquay. Yeah, it was a strange game, though, wasn't it? No team sheet exists. No, I expect uh, the referees got one, but we never got one. It was at the. It was. I was going to call it the Cat and Fiddle. It's not the Cat and Fiddle. It's the Cliff Hill, Cliff Hill. training yeah. ground. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's probably just an in-house game in that respect, and there probably was no team sheet. Um, there was no Talking United Twitter feed either. We had to follow it on Exeter City yeah, Twitter feed. Yeah, um, uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that that Gary wanted to keep that close to his chest, and you know why not? I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, the, 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 there have been a few injuries picked up in pre-season. Um, it did. And t- it, it kind of turned us all into detectives, though, didn't it? Yeah. There, there was one player that we couldn't identify on there. Maybe it's just one of our old familiar friends with a new haircut, but there was a, certainly a player there that I didn't recognise. Yeah. Be interesting to see what, um, you know, what happens on Saturday and how much 
how much that Exeter game influences Gary's final team selection? He, I mean, another quote that he came up with just now, I saw my game, Yeah, he said. And he didn't see that against Chippenham, and he'd made that clear in an interview that I did with him after the Chippenham game, that he, he, hadn't, he, wasn't seeing his, he didn't see his team in that no. game. Of course, they lost 2-0. I, today, watched, watched those highlights back, to be honest, and they were both goalie howlers. They were mistakes, weren't they? Yeah. They were, they, they and there were two different goalies, which is worrying yeah. as well. One, one in each half, as far as I could tell. So, yeah, uh, and the goalie changed at half-time. They were both... It should have been nil-nil. They were, mm. The first one, you know, uh, wasn't even a goal-scoring opportunity until, until the goalkeeper... And I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I didn't write down which goalie was in which half, but until the goalkeeper spilt it. No, I, no, you've got me. I, I thought it was Sean in the first half and Lucas in the second, I'm not but sure. I may yeah. be wrong yeah, yeah. on that one. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, that's what friendlies are for, yes. isn't it? Yes, I mean, they'll have taken that experience against Chippenham. They'll have gone in on the Monday. Um, Gar- knowing Gary as we do, the players would have been left in no doubt that it wasn't the kind of performance that he wanted to see. And he saw something very much better up at Exeter on Monday afternoon. I mean, uh, Kyle Cameron scoring again. Gary said to me in the uh, in the piece I did for the paper this week, back back of the paper this week, uh, that he's been working with Aaron Downs. Yeah. Now, who who was the, who's been the best player for scoring goals from a, a corner, a centre back? It's all about timing, isn't it? It's in our last getting, yeah, yeah recent history, yeah. it's Aaron Downs. So yeah. if that's if he's got Kyle Cameron to, to to where he was with that, then then that's exciting that's because be uh, worth yeah, looking at, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Connor Lemon, Hay Evans scores the second one. Well, he's got a couple of goals this yeah. pre-season. He's looking sharp. Talkie were never headed. Talkie were ahead both times. Yep. And the winner, of course, against Exeter, uh, Dean Moxie. It, you could have written that, couldn't you? you? Could, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, you know, the, the, obviously, Dean Moxie left Exeter. Um, I'm not going to say under a cloud. He, he left uh, at the end of his contract. They didn't uh, give him a new one. He'd been a brilliant servant at Exeter in two spells, you know, starting there and then going off to do premiership stuff and then coming back and doing two or three years there um, but the cloud being that he got sent off at Wembley yeah, with a, with a late did. tackle or a lunging tackle that um, was part of their 4-0 defeat by Northampton in the playoff final so up steps Moxie to score the winner on Monday it was quite sharp as well wasn't it it was a rebound it was a loose ball he was first to it and it was a lovely finish yeah um, I mean that, okay this leads us naturally into trying to work out without the knowledge of who played on Monday completely, who's likely to start for Torquay on Saturday? Because we understand there's no reason why a sending off in a League Two playoff final shouldn't result in a three-match ban in the National League. No, in normal circumstances, and these are normal circumstances when it comes to football rules, uh, Dean Moxie is not available for three games. So we're assuming that Dean Moxie isn't going to have a role to play on Saturday. Uh, We are. However, unless I've missed something... (laughs) It's um, not impossible. It's you not impossible. I, you and I could be left with egg on our face. I am not going to second guess anything this no. season. So let's let's put our heads together. Let's see if we can work out what kind of starting eleven we might see. Goalkeeper wise, we don't know, do we? It's one no. of the two. <laughs> I think he'll go with Lucas Kovalan. Okay, but I don't. I, I mean, it's it's a toss of a coin between the two keepers. They're both very capable, very good keepers. I just think he was he was erring a little bit toward last season towards Lucas as being yep. like the the it's like the Brexit isn't he? He's like the fifty one forty nine yes. option. Yeah. Um. So I, I think I reckon he'll go with Lucas again. Okay. Who knows? Ben Winter has got to be your right back. Yeah. Any that, day of the week. That's if you're playing four at the back. 
Mm, of course, yeah, that's true. Because we're going to be short-handed. Looks like we? we're going to be short-handed in defence for the first game of the season, which is disappointing, but it happens. Um, now, Dean Moxie was signed as cover for left-back Liam Davis, yes. whose injury is, is proving a bit more long-term than it originally had been thought. So, if you were playing four at the back... Then you've got Winter on, on the right and Moxie on the left. And you've got Cole Cameron, who will probably be the skipper. Yes. Um, yeah. He has been more or less through pre-season. Uh, and then, of course, we signed Fraser Kerr during during closed season. And we signed Gary Warren during closed season. Mm-hmm. Well, Kerr's only played a few times during pre-season. We don't know if he played on Saturday. so Or, on, sorry, on Monday. Monday. So, you know, he may be fit. Um, Gary Warren hasn't featured at all no. during pre-season so he's obviously not fit either injury or, or just getting back to fitness after such a, mm. a you know, massive break so although of course he was at Exeter so he would have been training uh, when Torquay weren't yeah. so I mean, I mean Ben Winter could play in a back three Louis Slough could play in a back three well, Louis, Louis Slough could play in a back four Asa Hall could play in a back three yeah and and Asa Hall could yeah. play in a back four yeah. Yeah. Um, a back three could be Winter and Moxie either side with Cameron in the middle but with no. wing backs like Jake Andrews and Ben Whitfield but with no Moxie you're going to have to pull in oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh it gets so Gets, I've got I've got Moxie written down here, of course. Scribble him out, or you're going to go back to him again. Right, this is ready. Yeah, I hear, I hear, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, so you're looking at. So we are weak at the back for the first game, and that's that that's that's worrying. Yeah, it is. Although you you and I both know that Gary and Aaron would have gone away and thought about. Yeah, this of course they will. They're, they're much more intelligent than, have, than we are when it yeah. comes to these things, and uh, and and they will have found a solution that they. Hopefully, we'll feel that that, that that is good enough. So, if we think maybe it's going to be Winter and Cameron and Hall as a back three. Yeah, or Slough. Or Slough, Louis Slough. You, I mean, you're going to have to blood these players at yeah. some point. Yeah. A, a first game of the season against the, um, the, the favourites to win the league is as good a time as any if they're, you know, if they're good enough. Then you put them in, don't you? I mean, the other thing is, and let's let you know, we could talk about this all day. But Jake Ad- Jake Andrews has played at left back before. He has, yeah. so it could yeah. still be a four. Yeah. Um, but it's just that side of the of the defence that, that that is unbalanced at the yeah. moment. Yeah, it does look a bit, little bit that way. Be interesting to see what happens. Midfield, we've got. I mean, almost an embarrassment. Riches in midfield, though, haven't we? We've we do. Got, you know, yeah, we've got some very, very good <clears throat> midfield players in there. Armani Little is the player that we're looking forward to seeing, but he hasn't played in preseason. No, so let's wait and see what um, what his fitness is like. See, all oh, that's a computer stopping. Uh, the, during preseason, we haven't seen Armani Little, Liam Davis, which we know about, Owen Price, or JJ Evans. No. Which it's is interesting. interesting. It is interesting. But, um, so, I mean, even if Armani Little isn't in that midfield, we've still got Conor Lemonet Evans. Well, Conor Lemonet Evans is... Evans, I can, I can never get that out right. Uh, he scored twice in pre-season, looked sharp, came straight, you know, was playing straight away. Yeah. I think he's probably... Yeah, OK, we can put a tick by his name. Ben Whitfield, I mean... You love Ben Whitfield. A bit, I'm a big fan of Ben Whitfield. I would start... He and Ben Winter would be probably the first names I'd put down on the team sheet at the moment. 
Okay. Uh, Aaron Nemain. I like Aaron Nemain yeah. a lot. And he showed a couple of times last season he was playing in a kind of a free role uh, yeah. ahead of the midfield and behind the strikers yeah. and seemed to really relish that. I mean, there are several ways you can look at the midfield as well, depending on the back four or back three. But um, Jake Andrews as a as a left wing back or a left midfielder. Yeah. Um, in a five or a, a three. Matt um, Buse, of course, is, is Matt is fit Buse and Connor Lemon Evans probably in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hall is at the back, then if yeah. he isn't at the back, then Hall might be in the middle. Um, and on the right, you've got. A choice of Nemain, Whitfield. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot to play with there. Are, there are players yeah. to choose yeah, from yeah, there, yeah. aren't there? So midfield and up front, I'm looking forward to seeing Danny Wright, obviously. Yeah, I think he. I think his name is, is Tips. Um, and then you've got Young, Andrew Nelson, yeah. Josh Amira. Either or. I mean, yeah. they've, they've, uh, Josh Amira has scored goals in Of pre-season. course, that's depending on whether he plays two up front. We're second-guessing all the time, nice. and, and we'll we'll only really know on, on Saturday at about uh, 2.45 yeah. or something. This is the great game, though, isn't it? Of yeah. being a fan, of being a, a, a podcaster and a pundit, is you try and second-guess the manager, you never, ever get it right. Yeah. And you just, um, just try and hit as much as you can. The player that we haven't got in there yet, of course, is Olaf Kozella. Olaf Kazella, who's you know, he's had a decent pre-season by the look of things. He he has, he's done well, and he must be on the bench. He's another year. Um, old I, I was going to write the bench, but you turned up a bit too quick, <laughs> so I hadn't quite <laughs> written down the bench. There wasn't much traffic. We've got the guard dog, guard dog on duty as always. Yeah, someone's deemed to to yeah. walk into our driveway. The third member of the podcast crew. <laughs> Thank you, Bert. That'll do. Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stopped. But yeah, um, I mean, Olaf Kozella is another year older. We know what a class player he is and is going to be going forward. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, you know, he's got to step up now and actually make his place in the team. Yeah. Um, Louis Slough's the same, the same, you know, they are second year professionals, as it were. And um, it's time for them to step up. Yeah. Step, if, you, if, if you can't force your way into the team by the end of this season... Mm then maybe you've got to look elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always the way, isn't it? With yeah. these first and second year pros, and we yeah. know it's you know it hasn't gone well for some, it's gone better for others. Yeah. But we've got high hopes of this particular we have. I know Gary yeah. and Aaron have as well. Yeah, they? yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's, this season is the season he has to, to, to do it. The anticipation is, is huge ahead of Saturday. I know um, fans will be able to live stream the match yes uh, details of that will be if they're not there already on the talkingunited.com I haven't website. looked I guess they. I guess the price will have gone up from £4 which was what it was for the friendlies and I don't blame them either um, no, if that's the case um, uh, money is tight isn't it it is but I've come across a lot of people in the last week or so who are saying that they're going to do it and one of the main reasons they're going to do it is because the club isn't getting any money. No. So people, the fans are anxious to do something to uh, support the club and uh, help them get over this because, uh, I mean, there's money has been announced, isn't there, from uh, from government. Finally. I mean, yeah. it's been a funny couple of weeks. I mean, to, to, I mean, when I was writing the, the Herald Express stories on Tuesday afternoon, with a deadline for, you know, an early deadline for Wednesday publication. We still hadn't had actually any official confirmation from the National League that the season would start. No. Now, sure. I, I, I think you have to, by the time we got to that 
Tuesday afternoon. I think everyone was accepting that it would start, well, but it would have been nice for them to tell us. It would. Well, for, as, as recently as last night, Hayden, one of our regular listeners, said to me, are we actually having a game on Saturday? Yeah. Because nobody has said one way or the other. No. But we are having a game on Saturday. They, they have said now, uh, basically, uh, what they'd said was, you know, we're talking to the oh. press, press statements. Statements to the press came out from the National League in a flurry last week, but none of them said about the start of the season. They're all, all concerned about the amount of money that some clubs need to... Yeah. bring in during this season of uh, during this this period of no fans to actually survive now we know Torquay are, are probably better off than some that doesn't mean that they could survive a whole season no, without no, fans I mean there's, there's um, a lot of money going into the club and they have to make some income somehow yeah um, so streaming is going to help and Torquay have more fans than, than, than many of the, the 66 clubs that are because obviously Mac, Macclesfield Mm, were chucked yeah, out yeah. Uh, this week. So there's now 66 clubs in the North and South and the National League top division. Um, 23 in the National League, 22 in the North, 21 in the South. It's all uneven. Is that right? Yeah. It is uneven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 there's going to be clubs that, that need money. Now, the National League were talking to the government and the FA and eventually something came out this week that um, the government said that there would be grants... Yeah. For National League clubs who, um, dur- during the period of no fans, um, and early indications are, and I've seen a figure, um, I don't know, it's been reported by the BBC, and I'm not sure where they got that from, but the figure is two to three million. Now that's a big, that's a big, yeah. <laughs> it's a big two, either or. Three. Yeah. 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 So going with two million um, for the National League a month. That's a month, by the way. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. That's about thirty grand per team. Yeah, that's uh, assuming it's evenly divided. That's assuming that it's evenly divided between teams from all three divisions. Um, it, there might be some kind of sliding scale. There might be some kind of uh, situation where they look at the books from last season and say, "Well, this is what you needed to survive yeah. throughout yeah. last season. This is what this is the percentage we're a giving kind, you." A kind of a means test. Yeah. For the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether Torquay's income from streaming streaming service um, means that they they will get less. Pff, who knows? But but at least there's been some kind of um, confirmation that there will be help. Yeah. And it will be a grant. So I presume that means they don't have to pay it back. No, grants are grants. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we have made progress, yeah. and and of course now the season can start, um, and we can we can think about the football. Can't wait. Before before we move on, and have, a <coughs> look at the, um, have a look at the opponents who are coming up in the next few days. Uh, I'm going to set you a question. Oh, go on then. The L question yep. this week. The player who has played the most games for Torquay United, whose surname begins with L. Okay. And the player who has scored the most goals for Torquay United, whose surname begins with L. They are not one and the same player. Okay. But that's all the clues I'm going to give you. We'll come back. I've to gone blank again. You know I always go blank know, at this point. And you will kick yourself, but um, it's it's unfair to put you on the spot with these because. It's but you but you love it. I absolutely. <laughs> love it. So, 
Saturday's opponent, Stockport County, uh, managed, as you were talking about with Gary, by Jim Gannon, who's yep. massively experienced. He's had a couple of spells at Stockport, yep. managed at Port Vale and yep. various other places. I mean, he's probably been in football as long as Gary is, so that's 80 years of, of football experience on the touchline on Saturday, and just two players, uh, two, uh, two managers. Fishing around on the internet for stats, he has been a manager against Torquay on six occasions for various teams. Uh, in which he's won twice, drawn once and lost three times. Well, that's good. So the stats on yeah. that point are in our favour. Uh, although not so great. The, of course, the last time Stockport were at Playmore in November last year, they beat us 5-1. Uh, that's just... Forget, details, forget about it? that. Details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, funnily enough, um, four days before that, uh, we played Eastley. So the okay, so it's the other way around. Uh, yeah. And they beat us as well, but we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, yeah, so it was 5-1 last time. The big signings they've made, obviously they've signed John Rooney yeah. uh, from Barrow. Now, that's an interesting signing, isn't it? Because Barrow, he, he was top scorer for Barrow, <coughs> captain for Barrow. Big player year. for Barrow, yeah. Big player for Barrow. They got promoted into the Football League, but he decided that his future was in the National League uh, with Stockport County. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we're kind of talking him up an awful lot, but he is a decent player. He is a decent player, and I... I'm not going to say that the fact that he's Wayne Rooney's brother uh, gives him more publicity. Well, you uh, see, I wasn't going to mention it. What's your brother called? <laughs> does, he, I mean, does he ever get... To, oh, yeah, he's... Um, yeah, that's Richard Hughes' brother. Oh, hello, like, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he, he does get a bit of spotlight, doesn't he? He saying? does, because of, because of his name. But, actually, he's a very good player at this level himself. And, um, yeah, to actually win promotion to the Football League and then decide that uh, not to go with Barrow to yeah. the Football League and instead go to Stockport uh, is a big decision. However, I wonder if it's something to do with the fact that he might live that, that way. Quite possibly. Yeah, yeah quite possibly. I mean, Barrow is, is a long way. A long way, even from it? Stockport. Yeah, indeed. Uh, they've also picked up uh, a midfielder called Ryan Crowsdale from Fylde, mm-hmm. who I seem to remember being a very decent player. Yeah, yeah. Fylde had a good run last year. And a striker called Alex Reed, who they've got from Stevenage. They're all free transfers. Um, and he, yeah, he, again, good player, scores goals, and uh, we'll have players to, uh, to keep an eye on in their side. Yep. I still don't see that the form book is going to count for all that much this season, though, with this being so long since there's been any football... The team that prepares the best is the team that's going to do the best. Isn't yeah, it? it's and it's you know and also there's a lot of games coming in the yeah, first month yeah. as we already talked about. Um, yeah, I don't think you can look at the form book from last season. Of course, Torquay ended up fifteenth. Did yeah. they go up one at fourteenth? Uh, when when they, yeah, went up from sixteenth to fifteenth. Sixteenth to fifteenth. Was it? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, so long ago. Um, but were looking good at that period. Mm. Unfortunately, lost to Sutton in the final game before yeah. shutdown. Um, but were were improving. Were getting closer to the teams in the playoffs. Still talking about playoffs. I had a a chat with uh, Asa Hall that 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 last game, and you know he was he was determined to to lead the club into the playoffs. Um, the trajectory was going upwards at yeah, the time. Cause yeah, because we had a very bad period, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. We uh, recovered uh, from that. We, we'd recovered. Players, yeah. yeah. The injured players were coming back. Um, yeah, I, thought, I think we finished reasonably well. Yeah. Last season, but it's so long ago. Yeah. 
it is. It's, it's it is. almost like starting afresh. So I don't see the form book. We had we, we, we had players like Jamie Reid back then, who Quite who now can't get a game in the football league. Oh, this is a mystery to me. Isn't <laughs> it? What a mystery that is that Reedy is not getting off, not even getting off the bench. Not even no four games not got off the bench. Yeah, that's um, I just don't understand that at all. But and they were be- they were beaten by Exeter Mansfield mm. on Saturday. So yeah. And he would have loved to play in that one, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, of course he would. He'd have loved yeah. to play. Well, he'd love to play some football, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, and then on Tuesday night, of course, as the games start to come thick and fast, Torquay are away at Eastleigh. Yeah, it's all about Eastleigh. I don't know what it is. I always feel like they're going to be really good, and then sometimes they're quite disappointing. Because they're called the Spitfires. Is that what it That's is? Right, yeah, everybody thinks they're. Okay. Um, That's, is that why I think Swindon Supermarine always going to be really good, but then Tiverton beat them the other day? <laughs> They're neighbours, aren't they, Eastley and uh, Supermarine? They're managed by Ben Strevens. He's played, his teams have played Torquay twice and they've won them both. Ben Strevens, you see, that's a name that appeared a lot against us in the last 20 years, Long isn't it? Long and illustrious yeah. playing career for Ben Strevens. Yeah. Uh, last time we played him at Eastley was November the 26th last year. They beat us 3-2. They yeah. were 3-0 up at half-time. We were in. I mean, that November last year was kind of when we were at the lowest ebb, weren't we? Yes. With yeah. the injuries, we were in a run. You know, where losing had become a habit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gary and Aaron basically had to strip everything right back to basics. Yeah. Uh, and put us back on uh, on the road to recovery. Yep. So they. I mean, they played us at the worst time. Players that they've picked up. Uh, they've got a young striker on a free from Reading called Ben House, who looks a little bit decent. Uh, Notts County centre-back called Pierce Bird, he's come on a free, and they picked up a goalkeeper from Notts County as well, Joe McDonald on a free. Okay. So they were the, I just had a quick look through their squad, they seem to be the, the headline arrivals for the yeah. summer. Of uh, course, many people expected Notts County to be a big team in this mm-hmm. division this yeah. year, and yet they lost 3-0 three, three at York the other day, a National League North team, yeah. so... It's going to be interesting to see. I, I think we, we're looking through those first day results and goal scorers and you know who did well. It's going to be an interesting thing this this season. I, I genuinely think it's control or delete. I think it's a reset <laughs> for the whole thing. Um, yeah. All the teams will start as unknown quantities, and as I said, the team that hits the ground in the best stride is going to be uh, Absolutely. the team that does the best. Yeah, Let's hope it's Torquay. Well, you've got to be confident yeah. that, um, that yeah, they're yeah, prepared yeah. properly. Um, Fans-wise, of course, as we were saying, the fans will be streaming this game as well. We will be covering the match with a live blog. We'll also be giving it our usual coverage. Um, and there's a beer, isn't there? The beer. There was a, there's a special offer on the beer. Now, it's not for us to be commercial or encourage anybody. I haven't seen this, drink. so you need to tell me more. There's a special offer. On drink the, responsibly. On, on, on bottles of the... <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Quickly throw that in before <laughs> Ofcom get hold of us. Um, but they're bottles of the Bryn beer, which okay. is Torquay's special edition um, on offer. You'll find all the details on the club website. Yeah. What you'll also find on the club website is that there's a new badge. Yeah, this is this interesting. Yeah, a, a very small tweak, but an yeah. interesting tweak. Because last year's badge, of course, was the gold badge mm-hmm. on a, a, a white or a black background with the two dates on it. Uh, it's now reverted to. I mean, it's still the the old the stylized gull shape. It's the Motorola. The blue. The, yes, it's blue on a yellow background with just eighteen ninety nine underneath it. It's blue on the white kit. On um, the blue kit is white. Yeah. What is it on the... I think it's blue on the yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It looks nice, but I see 
once upon a time we'd have been all kinds of ballyhoo about the new badge and that's gone under the radar hasn't it it's almost got a feel of um that uh london olympics 2012 (laughs) badge that can can change to suit its circumstances can change change in all kinds of ways that one if i remember (laughs) rightly but um yeah we won't go into that um yeah so new badge new kits it's you just can't wait it feels like august again doesn't it it does it's 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 brilliant isn't it um how many times have we said, oh, we're getting, we're getting closer, to getting closer. And then last week, we, we suddenly found that we might not have any football at all. Yeah. And it was all a bit depressing. Um, I understand that, that fans can't get into the ground, which is, is hugely frustrating for everyone. We are very lucky that we'll be able to get in and, it's, and, it's and an report on the game. And it's one that we don't take lightly as no, well. We know no, that absolutely. you guys out there aren't able to get into the ground. So what we'll do is do our best. We'll to, do our um, best to, to, to bring the you. atmosphere to you uh, in the Herald Express, Western Morning News, our sister paper on Devon Live. Uh, you know, um, Check it out next week. The, the, the publications, hopefully, we'll, we'll do a really good job for you. Going to give you the answer to the question now. Oh, yeah. Before we move on to what the X goals have been up to this week. I haven't had time to think about it. <laughs> I'm going to be really... Can you give me you a are. clue? Well, the L player with the most appearances was the player whose record was taken by Kevin Hill. Uh, Dennis Lewis. Of course Dennis it is. Lewis. How silly of me. 473 games between 1947 and 1959. Okay. 33 goals in that time. Is that only 33 goals? 33 so, yeah, goals yeah, yeah. In that time, so I, I, you would expect him to have come up as the, the top goal scorer as well, wouldn't you? But, yeah, he's, um, he's only third in the top goal oh, scorer. Oh, now you're going to have to give me more clues. Cause I, <laughs> I'll tell you who the other two, the second and third oh, yeah. appearances are. In yeah. The, but yeah, I mean, Dennis Lewis, fantastic servant for the club. Um, and it's if anybody was to take that record off him, it couldn't have happened to a better bloke than Hilly, could it? No, no, so, absolutely. No. Uh, he has two L's in his name. Ah. 331 games for Torquay between 1984 and 1994. 63 goals for Mark Loram. Oh, of course. God, my... Second, second oh, in, the, in the list. F- focusing in my head too, too much on this current crop rather than the old ones. Absolutely. And of course, somebody who was a teammate of Mark Loram's for most of that time. 217 games between 1987 1992 for Phil Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 goals I had I had remembered Phil Lloyd, thank crikey. 11 goals there for a centre-back, 10 of them probably headers. Yeah, I should imagine so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- I mean, three great players there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of games played between Not them. that you were knowing it from my memory. <laughs> and the goal scorers, Mark Loram is yeah. the top goal scorer. Yeah, as soon as you goals. said his name then, it became obvious. Uh, Dennis Lewis is in third place with his 33. Okay. But the player who sneaks in between them, he played 215 games for Torquay, so he's only just behind Lloydy, between 1977 and 1982. Lamore? No, Les Lawrence. Oh, oh, of course. 54 goals for... Uh, I'm going to go and put my head in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my worst performance so far, I think. No, my head just wasn't on it. I think it's unfair because <laughs> it's just putting you on the spot and everybody out there will be going, oh, how come they didn't know that? But when you're on the spot, you just don't get them, do you? It's but just a blank. So to conclude, there are a few ex-goals in action this week. Andre Wright's been at it again. Uh, he Has got he? a goal for Bohemians last week. He got the winner for Bohemians this week in a 2-1 win over Derry City. Okay. Well, he, he was a good player, wasn't he? Strong. Yeah, but I, he didn't give us very much. No, did he, he didn't. But uh, he, he was one of those There were players. high expectations yeah. when he got here, weren't there? 
He was one of those players who he came on loan, didn't he, from West Brom? Yeah. And he looked as if he didn't really want to be here. You know, he maybe. But thought, he showed flashes. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Did. And and, and that was a shame that that, that uh, he didn't show a bit more. Uh, but he's he's in the goals and he's getting vital ones as well. Uh, three X goals scored in the game between Tivert and Western Supermare. Yep. Tivy beat Western Supermare three one. Jared Lewington and Alex Fletcher. Yep. On target for Tiverton. And Scott Laird with a penalty really? for Western Supermare. Is he, I think he might be the manager there. Is he? I think at uh, Western, I think he might okay. be. Um, his dad has always had some kind of connection with football in that area. Mm-hmm. So I think he was Bridge, Bridgewater's manager for okay. years. I think he had some kind of connection with West. And I think Scott Laird has, has returned to his roots up that way because, of course, he came from Plymouth originally, as in he, he, his locality. He, yeah. Um, his early football, sorry, uh, his locality is that, that kind of western area. So, yeah, I think he is. Um, you'll have to check that yourselves oh. before you actually put any money on it. And look, here's the thing. I digress. I was watching Arsenal play Liverpool. Yeah. And Arsenal are doing this newfangled playing out from the back business. Yep. A little tap from the goalkeeper, a little yep. bit of tippy-tappy among the full-backs. Uh, and eventually they usually lose the ball. Yeah. And it drives me mad. As a centre-back, I just want to see, put your, put your laces through it, get the ball up the field, and let's get an attack underway. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the, it, Western Supermare made me think of it, because the first time I'd ever seen it done, we played up at Western Supermare the season before last, and their goalkeeper was tapping the ball to the fullbacks the whole time. They'd obviously seen some European game and thought, we'll give this a try. I think it's been around for a, a bit longer than that in the Premiership, hasn't it? Yeah, but, I, I, but, I've um, never seen it done, at, you know, up close. I'm just, I'm speculating. I wonder if Torquay United will begin to play that way. Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't think Aaron Downs will... Are we still a, a put your laces through it, get the ball up the field and... Well, I, I, think, I think you play out from the back, but without putting anything at danger and you know bless them love them these players at our level are brilliant for our level but they're not you know premiership no. players some might be on their way they um, might indeed. but um, I, it's, it's too risky it, it gives me cold shivers as a defender <laughs> I just, just just get the ball I mean get the ball and give it to somebody who can do something with it yeah. that's the defender's mantra isn't it can I, I tell you about my food. strange dream the other day by all means. Um, many people won't have heard of this. It's a Netflix film called uh, Umbrella, a uh, series called The Umbrella Academy. It's a okay. superhero kind of thing. And one of the characters is called Five, and he can basically skip through the air, just disappear and turn up somewhere else really quickly. Okay. And I had a dream that he was playing for us up front, <laughs> <clears throat> and he would just be on the, on, on the halfway line yeah. waiting for the long ball and then suddenly appear just, just beyond the goalkeeper and we've just been playing long balls to him all the time. It's just beating That's the offside it. trap. I'm sorry that... that <laughs> I mean, we, we've had players who looked as if they did that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I haven't come across that one. I'd be interested to see how many people actually know what the hell I'm talking about. There. <laughs> well, one of the strikers that we had, the, the, the last of the ex-goals then, who maybe looked as if he could do that because we like this guy a lot, Reese Healy. Yes, so we yeah, had on loan yeah. from Cardiff. Uh, he scored for so to- he scored for Toulouse in a three-one win over Auxerre. Did he really in Ligue 1 in um, in France? Well, Welshman in Toulouse are normally playing rugby. Yeah, indeed. Perhaps he got left behind on a coach trip yeah. there or something. <laughs> With Cardiff How extraordinary. Blues. But he scored for Toulouse against Auxerre. Because we did like him and he scored some goals for us. He's a good player. Yeah. Good yeah. player. Lone spell at Toulouse. 
and you would expect him to come back. I'd see, you'd like to see him playing up front for Cardiff with Kiefer Moore. Yeah, you? yeah. But there you go. Anyway, that's um, that's the ex goals news. For Brilliant. Now, I haven't got time to tell you about the two worldies I scored in training last night. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do afterwards. that another time, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, all that remains is to say, look, football, two, two, by the way, two, 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 okay. two in, in quick succession. Oh, okay. I didn't manage to go on and get the hat trick. Oh, never mind. Um, football Saturday, Chalky United at home to Stockport County, three o'clock kickoff. Wonderful, isn't it? Live stream it, live blog it, listen to it, read the reports. As I say, we're um, we're massively privileged that we'll be there. And um, if you can afford it, and you're thinking, oh, shall I watch it on the the live stream, and shall I not watch it? Watch because it. because uh, um, I think it'll be a good show anyway. I mean, the, the people behind the live streaming have done well, and uh, it'll be enjoyable to watch. But also, the club needs the money. It does indeed, indeed, and. For once, we will be a, there'll be a few little lone voices along the press bench on Saturday shouting, Come on, you yellows. <laughs> I forgot to do it this time. <laughs> My mind's blank today. 